1: Hello, it's The Weekend, and it's John Gibbons hosting this weekend. I'm joined by Neil Jones, by Ian Salmon, by Andy Heaton, and by Lizzie Doyle to talk first about the Tranmere game last night and uh, some stories coming out of that. Uh, we're also going to talk about Divock new contract. Andy has got an exclusive interview with the Tranmere chairman, uh, Palios, which is very exciting. And I didn't know uh, what you were going to say then. <laughs> I was like, All right I? Yeah. Oh, you were getting late night texts, which you can talk about if you want as well. No, we'll, yeah. we'll save that for the uh, 12 player <laughs> subscribers. Yeah, it's more of a gutter one, that is. Uh, so, so, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but Mark Mar Palias is coming up as well and also I spoke to, I spoke to uh, Yao Usu uh, about the Lymph, uh, Liverpool International Music Festival which is coming up next weekend which is always one of the best weekends in Liverpool's calendar but first of all Neil uh, Liverpool won 6-0 last night um, played really well I thought it's, it was two different sides wasn't it, but yeah. I thought they both looked sharp they both had their merits and they both got three goals each
2: yeah they were a bit brutal weren't they I think you know you Usually, you see these friendlies, and there's there's almost like an unwritten rule of it's well, it won't be too sort of um, harsh on the, on the, the lesser side. But Liverpool showed no mercy at all. He could he got sick. Could have had more. Um, first half, I I wasn't sure whether he'd go with with a what you call a, a close to first choice eleven, and then and then play the kids. And he didn't. He sort of mixed it up, didn't he? So he had a few in in each half. A few senior players, but they looked sharp. A few younger players I thought caught the eye uh Yasselarucci in the, the first half. Um Rian Brewster obviously got, got a couple of goals. I thought his game was, was decent. Second half you look at Bobby Duncan getting on the score sheet yeah. and they'll, they'll struggle to fit his head They're thinking a delighted goal hey, hey, scorer. Yeah, I love that I love that I remember Adam Morgan scoring one in a, in a preseason game a few years back and I love I love seeing like a, a young scouser who's you know he's he's not too cool for school. He, yeah he's made up he's just scored for the but he might never do it again you know yeah. you know I, I I think I'd be like that if I got a goal. <laughs> In any any game, really, five a side, do me. But but you know, <laughs> great to see that Adam Lewis. I thought made made a good impact. Um, good, just good to see young lads looking at home again against you know grizzled veterans of League One and Football League. You know, I think um, I think it'll stand them in good stead. And I think we'll be having a few better um, under twenty three and under eighteen shows this season. I think because there looks like there's some players who are going to be outside the first team who
1: are going to make a big impact at that level. Yeah, I mean, Lizzie, Chamber won't be the best team we'll face all season, we know that, but Neil's right to point out that the, that the big fellas, do you know what I mean? You know, you saw them, you know, Ian Clark made a joke after the game about the weight class being different, <laughs> and I think, you know, you saw some of those the defenders and the big guys, the professional footballers, you know, they're, they're a League One team now, but they certainly now to put the foot in, and I think... You know, considering that, I think all the young lads, especially who were playing in attacking positions, could be pleased with how they've done.
0: Yeah, they can be pleased. I thought they'd done quite well. Like Neil said, they look bright. Uh, it, it's good. it's a really good thing. I was watching, just thinking, you know what? If we could save themselves so much money over the next like year or two, feels like there's quite a few lads already ready to step up. And like you say, Chalmers now... no. No mugs as such they, they've had back to back promotions. Um, like you say, big lads who, who who don't want don't want to take you know much, much shit, really. Um, yeah, they done really well. I thought I also thought Keon Hoover. I thought he played really well. Um, in the second half, I thought he he caught my eye. Obviously, Ryan Brewster as well. Um, and yeah, they they done really well. But I will say, um, and it's it's a it credit to him. I think, like, you look at James Milner in, in that first half. He's just, he's a class above, isn't he? Like, he's he's a top, top class footballer. Uh, and, and the way he orchestrates the pitch and, and the, the, the team and the players. Um, we're so lucky to have someone like James Milner. But, no, the young lad's done well. I, I was I was really impressed with them. And with the goalie, that had to come on and play outfield, by the right. way. Fair right. play to win. In
2: the wrong shirt as well. And- <laughs> we someone else's <laughs> shirt
1: right, on. I mean, yeah, he had, had to do, do his best at, at that point. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was obviously the... The, the clash between the two major side powerhouses at the moment, Ian, wasn't it? You know, the back-to-back <laughs> to back champions versus a European <laughs> the champions. The yeah. power shift derby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, Divock, you, you can't keep him out the action, can you? We've got to give him a shout. We're going to talk about his new contract that leads to win the show. But every time he uh, touches the ball, it's a goal, it seems. Well, that's it. Uh, it's, um, I, I have my... I have my doubts about Divock overall, which
3: I'm sure we'll come is to Is it later whether he's on. the
1: best player in the world or not? It's whether he's the best player <laughs> or just the
3: second best player.
1: He's,
3: um, I've, I've got this John Walk thing with him that yeah. he doesn't do a great deal other than put the ball in the back of the net. One for the kids. But to... some, yeah, I know. That's a teenage audience all sorts out with the John Walk reference. <laughs> um, but sometimes just putting the ball in the back of the net is all you need. You know, came on in the Champions League final. Won well, the Champions League final. How can you complain about How can I possibly complain about someone who does that? So... We'll get some new new contract obviously later. It's good to see last night that when you look at the, the starting 11 for the first half, we have had teams compete in the League Cup that have been far weaker than that team. Yeah, that is, that, that is is stronger that than most teams. in the league? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't going to go back to the <laughs> But it is strong, you know. Tranmere obviously wouldn't want to be rolled over. They've got no desire to lose a game. They'll be up, but you know. They, You've got that chance you want to beat Liverpool when you? you're a Tremier player. You've just had your back to back promotions. You won't put down marker by going, look, this is what we can actually do. And then we put six past them. And I think we probably stopped the six just because of the relevance of the number. But the fact that they stood up and actually Very played good. and did that, I think, yeah, you know, that that does give us a lot of promise going forward. Brewster does look sharp, obviously. He does look like the lad who's going to take Storage's place. And you know, if we if we go into the new season with the front three, Brewster and Origi, that's not that's not far off. That's not disastrous, obviously. I'd like a world-class fourth choice for that front three. But if that's what we're going with, there's a lot of promise. Who played the ball for Origi's goal? Matip. Was it yeah, Matip? Yeah. Because yeah. that was a Van dyke esque ball. Was that was fantastic. Yeah. It was
0: Origi's touch for me. It, it, it's yeah. The the goal, um, I feel like we've seen an Origi goal like that already. But in terms of the touch, like the, the comf- that's confidence radiating out of him isn't it yeah uh, so and it, it was fun to a see
2: kick a bit about five minutes later yeah that's confidence as well. go
0: down <laughs> on, try it all you want ever yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah
2: like Ben Woodburn scorpion kick as well
1: <laughs> all the party pieces are coming out well let's talk about six baby Andy and it's a goal for Nathaniel Klein first half which is a bit of a belter and then two for Rian Brewster uh, he looked made up with his first one as well a bit cooler on his second like but striker's goals yeah, I mean it was. It certainly wasn't the 18 Monterino victory yesterday, but you know six is still fine. Oraki,
4: Oraki, I can suddenly beat Marseille. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. I saw Memphis
0: the the played saw- as well, didn't he?
4: Is he? I don't know. Go ahead, Neil.
1: Sorry, mate. So there was an agent, he can't
2: an agent on Twitter who tweeted that he had a player playing for each team. And I don't know how many agents have got a player in that <laughs> <I don't understand laughs> But I thought that was
1: brilliant.
2: Well, he yeah, must have set that up himself, wasn't yeah. oh, It's
1: good to know that Memphis Depay can't do it on a cold wind. Has it been playing for
2: Marseille? It's for
0: Leon. Oh, wait. oh I thought I had yeah. something. Sorry, ignore me. I heard um, something on the news. Sorry, sorry was um, joke. Yeah. No,
4: but Brewster, I'm um, surprised, surprised a little bit. Surprised by a few things. I didn't realise he was as tall as he was. For the kickoff and then you kind of I've only seen bits of him, <clears throat> ignoring of people seen, but I'm expecting, you know, when you see a young lad breaking through strike, you're expecting this nippy striker who's gonna play on the shoulder and yeah. dart in. But he was playing deeper. And it uh, was more the the link of playing his awareness around him of what's going on. And I thought it wasn't just Brewster, there was a couple of them. Like the intricate play outside the box was really was mm-hmm. was, was fantastic. So yeah, really encouraging signs. And you know, you can just get um I just think if if he starts the season well, he could surprise quite a few people. I think I'm reading quotes from the manager this morning and he's pretty much said the same thing, saying, well, a lot of it's you know up to him. But he's certainly in the conversation, which can only be massively positive. On to um I don't think, sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> I don't think they played particularly poorly, which is mad because we won by six and we deserve to win by six. But it was like they were, they were rolling over and tickled. I just think we, I think it was almost like a boxing match in so much as so we were just the class above and we just worked them too hard and, you know, and we were never toying with them at any point. We just, we just never gave up on it. Had they gone to the cards, I think we would have won every round comfortably. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, good sign for Brewster is he's not getting. I, I, I would feel less encouraged if he would scored too well. He's from outside the box where he's just hit, hit them, and he scored two goals in, in the six-yard box, and he's got you know a header and a, and a, a tap in, and you know. Coaches will be pleased with that. Yeah, worked a lot yeah, on that that that's it? all about his game, isn't it? And Andy's right, you know, he, he was dropping off, he was playing more like a Firmino than a Sturridge wasn't he? In terms of but then with Studdridge finishes at the end at the end of it. So that, that, that bodes well. He's still got obviously loads, I mean he looked like he looked like he could have fitted three of them inside Tranmere's centre back. Russian doll style. Was, <laughs> but, it didn't put, but it didn't put him off though. No, he was still getting. He was backing in, wasn't he? He was getting his body in. He, you know, but his his touch and his speed of thought was well above all of them. And there was some lovely stuff in the first half, especially with Harry Wilson and oxlade Chamberlain in and around the box, and didn't quite come off. But it, it bodes well. There's no question in my mind. They're not going to sign a number nine anytime soon. They're gonna be they're gonna give Ryan Brewster every chance to shine and just hopefully the big the big thing is hopefully he can stay fit and hopefully he can get back to because I don't I still don't think he'll be at full sharpness yet. He's not played for sixteen months, he only played against some university team last year. So I think I think he's still got levels to come.
4: So about Liverpool strikers though, John, just to come in and you're talking about the size of the time he defended, the size of Divock Origi. Yeah, he's big. I think you he's can yeah, you look at him and, it, and it out low, out, it's it's not he? And Shoals, he, he he almost looks like a cruiser mate now. Yeah. And that aligns with the comments. I just don't know what I'm not going to pretend I'm not going to pretend I think Devo is going to come out and have a 20 goal season or even a 15 goal season. But I don't understand what what's caused this change in him. Is it just something as simple as scoring against Everton in the dark?
2: because well, a light that switch has gone off on him? I, I know I know from speaking to people this is this is before he went or when he was at Wolfsburg, people said he's one of those people a bit like, a bit like Emil Heskey, where it almost needs Something needs to snap in him before he before you get the most out of him. And yeah. so he's very laid back. He's like you know, he's into he reads a lot, he's very very cerebral, he plays the piano, so he, like he's sort of he, he's just like a bit of a cool, cool dude, you know, like and sort of like gets on with his life. And then but then someone someday someone will go to him, you can do something like properly, you know, like you know, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be one of the best in the world, or you're supposed to be playing why are you not playing front for Belgium? Why is Lukaku ahead of you? And and it's sort of like you know, leave it out, and then, and then eventually something will go in them. And then, you know, it's no su- surprise. look at the last, look at his last four years. He scored home and away in a Europa League quarter final against Dortmund. He scored in Merseyside derby. He scored the goal in Wolfsburg's playoffs to, to avoid relegation. He got he got the goal that kept him in the Bundesliga. He scored in the Champions League final. Champions League final There's something about when it matters. I think that that brings out the rigi and sort of you know brings him into. I better do something. Yeah. Like I can't just cruise through everything. Do you think he, the
4: possibility that he, may, he might overthink things and he's just got possibly, to be yeah, a little bit free? Possibly
2: a little bit of that, and possibly a little bit of, you know, a bit of humility about him. Maybe that you know he doesn't he doesn't sort of he doesn't push himself forward the way other players do, and and really sort of I don't know really make sure that everyone sees what he's doing. I think he sometimes he's happy a little bit in the background and. Obviously now he's got no choice. He's he's been he thrust himself into the into the
1: foreground. So we got mobbed up full time. It was amazing, was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was like Beatlemania. St- <laughs> <laughs> he was the star attraction. Yeah. Everyone wants a bit of Divock. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And I thought. I saw a few few of the younger players who were sort of they didn't want to come off the pitch they were sort of you know I'll go back on and see if anyone grabs me but <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I
1: really couldn't wait to get off well. I'll tell you the cue to get pitched with Chris Pajak from TV was <laughs> is well, he is, the new James Pearce he, he might be yeah. I don't know uh, but you know uh, he's, he's, got a, he's got a teenage fan club on the Whittle anyway which is uh, <laughs> right, I'm just jealous That's to be honest to <laughs> um, the only kind of um, slight downer on it Neil um, Glatzel went off injured yeah. Um, it didn't look too bad, but I think you've heard a little bit that it might not be great. Well, yeah, just 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 a few noises. I think I like, real real
2: fingers crossed because you talk about nice nice guys and uh, poor Glatzel for for a young lad. What a, what a nice kid he is, and he's had rotten luck with injuries. He broke his leg in school playing football. You know, he's fifteen. You no know, massive injuries. And then he had balance issues after that with muscles and stuff, and he went down. I, I, it seemed like it was like one of them where someone sort of landed on him. Yeah. I don't know. That's how it looked to me, and then. He tried to carry on and then give up. and I know he was... I mean, I spoke to a couple of people at Liverpool last night who said he was he was in tears after the game, which doesn't suggest it's a it's a minor injury. I saw he, he commented on Bobby Duncan's Instagram last night saying, Bobby had said something like, great to score my first goal. P.S. I hope my bro, Paul Glatzel, has a big recovery. And he'd replied, thanks, mate. And then crying faces, emojis, which <sighs> it, it suggests to me that it's something bad. It looks like it's knee uh, Fingers crossed! It's just a twist that's swollen up quite badly, but you know it could be a lot worse, and it would be rotten luck for him because I think he was poised for a big season. I thought he looked sharp when he was on the pitch yeah. as well. He looked like you know he, he looked. F- a bit of developed like but yeah. he looked he looked like he had all the all of the, the the tools there in terms of the mind and the movements and that kind of thing. So just fingers crossed that he's um it's it's not the prognosis isn't as bad as uh, you know everyone seems to fear at the moment.
1: Yeah, but apart from that, you know, all good. It's a 6 0 win to start. I think pre seasons are important. And I think last season, you know, we had such a good pre season and it went into the, you know, to the season proper, really, yeah. And we won game after game. And I think you can say, oh, it's just pre season. But look, I'd rather be beating Tranmere 6 0 than getting beaten Kenya.
3: Quite definitely, yeah. It's, um, although, obviously, Everton winning 27-0 last season didn't do them a great deal of good for the for the season as a whole. I think it breeds confidence, doesn't it? It's a nice start. The fact that you can park these young lads and, you know, you've got to accept the fact as well, Tremier have never played against a team that contains four European Cup winners who had won the European Cup literally six weeks previously. Um The the young lads playing alongside them, the fact that they're playing in Jürgen's formation, the fact that we're buying more young lads and we're clearly planning for the future, you're looking at something that's its not a plan for next season, it's not a plan for the season after. We're building for the next five, six years here. We could be building for the next decade with a couple of these players, the likes of Hover and um, uh, Sepp Vandenberg these could be lads who are playing for us for the next 10 years quite easily. And that that sense of building, the fact that we can go into a pre-season with the, the trust to put those out there, that does build the confidence. We're coming off the biggest confidence booster that any team could possibly ever have anyway. We've gone from being 3-0 down and out against Barcelona to winning 4-0 at home destroying Barcelona's season at that point, breaking their heads completely with Origi scoring twice to push through to the final and then scoring in the final. The confidence that those lads have got as an entire squad is going to be ridiculous Just going into the season. Really
0: quickly um as well, what, what you were saying about them getting the chance to play, um, there's about four players coming back in on Saturday. There's Henderson, there's Van Dyke, there's Genie. Can't remember the Trent. other one off the top of my head. Trent. Um, those four are coming back in, and I think what was so good about Champion is that we've seen a lot of the young players get to play, and I think a lot of us wanted to see them play. We're quite curious, but mm-hmm. you know these, you know, our, our other four European Cup winners coming back have got to get some game time as well. So hopefully it's give them a taste, even though it's only pre season. Like you said, John, it's important, but hopefully it's give them a taste and you know makes them think you know next pre-season game they're going to be fighting not, they're going to be fighting against the place as such for Jordan Enders and they're going to be playing alongside Jordan Enders and alongside Van Dyke and, and a good then thing.
1: in a couple of weeks there's another thought to come back in big fan of the fact that Virgil won't come back till Wimbledon's finished uh, <laughs> <laughs> coming up we've got the unlikely partnership of Yawusu and Palio, so then we'll be back in the studio don't go anywhere
4: so here we are Chummy Rovers versus Liverpool at Preston Park and with the chairman Mark Palios. Mark, another last time we were you were in League 2 now another year another promotion.
5: Yeah, I know it's fantastic. It's been a great story the last uh, 3 4 years really because you know we have been at Wembley 3 years on the trot. Um and we missed out on the on the playoffs the year before that. So having come down it's been a slog. It's been hard, but um, you know we, we, we almost didn't notice being in League Two. The next minute we're in League One, so uh, that causes problems. You know, causes us to address, but the first world problems are the problems I want to have. You know, trying to get make sure that we have a team that's competitive uh, in in two divisions above where we were less than 14 months ago.
4: I was going to say, it just seems so quickly. You you blink and you you've gone from non-league to, to where you are, and especially considering it took maybe a little bit longer in, in the conference than what you thought it might do, and that the challenges that brings and. You Know, I remember coming here last year and we were talking about the infrastructure and the changes we were putting in. And It's not just the planning's been there for a couple of years and you're finally seeing that bear fruit.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a satisfying thing. You know, if you if you if you look me now, look at me now, I'll say there's a real hard year ahead of us. We've got to still almost now catch up with what's going on on the park with what we've been doing off the park. Um, you know, and, and there's always a balance, you know, we, we've got to fix what what, what uh, damage was done in terms of financially uh, for three years in the National League. Um, but at the same time, we've got to keep investing in, in, in parts of the business that contributes off the park uh, and investing in the team as well. So, you know, I think if you look, we had to migrate the team from uh, and break up a team and a squad and a dressing room to some extent that had you know, been fantastic over the past three, four years and taken us out of the non-league and then out of League Two as well. Uh, and that was hard to do but actually i think mickey's done a good job in terms of getting the balance right coming back in some experienced players some young lads who you know we 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 call them assets you know that they can go again uh from us Uh, and so i think that you know there's a few more loans to get in and i keep on talking about loans but you know if you look at some of the clubs around the leagues now they they use the loan system correctly aston villa you know one of their top players was a loan player you look at derby and they loaned the from liverpool and so forth and so on and 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 that's an aspect that we need to get better at it's a lot easier because you know if we if we ask if we were asking women in the non-league i, I didn't bother asking to some extent because we knew people wouldn't you know players wouldn't want to come families wouldn't want them to come agents clubs wouldn't want them to come particularly Now's a different kettle of fish. You know, now we're just, you know, we're one league off the championship, which is the which is the third most watched league in the world.
4: Well not not just only the what it's the trajectory that tram on as well. It's not like, you know, you you're just a, a league, one club that's been there for a couple of years. The the, the speed in which the this is the team has progressed, you mentioned it yourself then earlier, it's hard to keep up off the pitch to, with the progress on the pitch. And that has that been reflected in the busy market that you've had so far?
5: Yeah, it is. I mean, I I think it's um I think that uh, we we knew we had to make changes, probably more changes than I would like to make normally. What I've done since I've been here is try and make us a third, a third, and a third. A third of the players we had in contract. A third of the players we knew we either had them on loan or or they were coming out of contract. So you're not making mistakes on them, you know them. And a third of the players were brought in to sort of uplift the quality of the squad each year. And uh, this year it's slightly different, not much, but slightly different. So we've got about 15 players who were with us last year. Uh, which is the core of the squad and on top of that we, we'll add another 10 um and, and probably you know we'll fully utilize the loans in that five loans in that so um that's what that's what it, it looks a bit busy it probably is a bit busy when you're looking at from in the context of a you know a, a, a premier League club who signed players for a lot longer uh, uh, but for us i think it was it was necessary to migrate the squad from from where we were
4: when when we first spoke to you uh, when you were still when you were still in the conference, we had a long conversation. You were talking about we've got to stop thinking like a conference club, and you, you, you actually said to me that you know we've got to think like a, a, a championship club almost. Do you think that mindset uh, has, has helped on this journey? I mean, it, it, it seems it seems incredible
5: what what's what's actually happened over the last few years. Absolutely, I think the uh, the mindset's massively important. There are two things in that. A lot of people said you know we're back where we belong, and I've, I've said. Uh, it, it, I've said a few times, you know, if, if where we belong is a sense of entitlement, I don't have that. I don't hold with that. If where we belong is as a consequence of hard work that we all put in, and I mean, you know, the fans do their bit, the players do their bit, the manager does his bit, and you know, the staff do their bit off the park, then then that's a sense of that's a, a genuine sense of entitlement, and it's something that we are entitled to. And I think that, you know, where we are now, we, we are we are a League One club. Um, there's a bit more work to do to make us, you know, a fairly solid, stable League One club. Uh, and then you start looking as to what makes you into a club that can go up into the championship because that's where the biggest gap is and not come straight back down. And, you know, once you get to that point, I think you then start to look around and say, well, you know, how do you then really move it on if you, if you, if you can move it on? And that's, that's when, you know, major investors need to come in.
4: I mean, you, I mean, you say you've got to move on and make changes, but you look at some of the clubs in the Premier League compared to the facilities that you have got at Tramir and that they are comparable. It's not an impossible dream, and we know what we all know. Years ago, how close Tramir came as a club. I mean, I, I went to one of the playoff finals, and you know, it was just a presumption they'd
5: be there, and you know, surely that ultimately that's got to be the you know, is that an ultimate aim for you? I, I, I never limit ambition, put it that way. I think if you're looking at football, if you start to limit ambition, you know, you, you then get to a point whereby, uh, you know, people, you can't do it. You know, when I used to shut my door when I was 40-odd and going out on a Sunday league for a Sunday league game, I shut my door with the ambition I was going to go and win that game. Uh, and so, you know, I'll never limit that. You've got to be realistic uh, and manage expectations, but um, I, I wouldn't say that there's a limit to what you can do with this club because so many things can happen. Uh, I've started to look at what it takes to make us a a sustainable championship club, not not someone in the top third, which are going on about a top third budget because that's, that's a long way off with some of the stuff that's coming down from the Premier League. Was something that means that we can compete in the championship, and I know what figures we have to do to make that happen. Uh, and at this point in time, you know, there are plans that will eventually get us there over a number of years with a bit of investment. Um, but that isn't what I'm focusing on today. What I'm focusing on today is tomorrow, uh, this season coming. What we need to do to get us really stable I- in League One but um, well, Mickey's a past master of getting the best out of his players, so you know, who knows where we'll go. I mean four in a row would be quite nice.
4: Well you talk about you talk about today and tomorrow, well exactly, I mean Wembley's Wembley team must be like Cardiff it was us in the two thousands. But I uh, you talk about today and tomorrow, tonight's game obviously another sellout. Uh, sold out quicker than the other games. I think it in record time for a friendly against because so it's the third time Liverpool have visited now. I mean you must be made up with it with how that sold.
5: Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, it, it, I've said this a number of times. You know who your friends are, and when we were, when we were in the non-league, uh, it was Liverpool who stood by us, and, and they came here uh, and they they bring a good side every season. They do the best that they can. You know, some of their players have got international duty, and we understand that. But they put a good side out. Uh, they help us year in and year out. We have no expectation of it. You know, we don't. It's not. It's there's nothing sort of that means that Liverpool have to do this. You know, they do do it and they know it means a lot to us so I mean that's great um, I, I think the fact that it's sold out um, as as a friendly is is a testament to the uh, you know what happened last season you know for both clubs uh, you know for Liverpool they, they got their sixth sixth Champions League which is fantastic so
4: I've been trying to figure this out are we your lucky mascot or are you our lucky mascot? because <laughs> you know the repeat trips to Wembley and then Liverpool obviously with two European Cup finals on the spin yeah. you know what, what can we expect from this season from both
5: Well, you know, I'd like to see you guys be there and get the premiership. You know, it was a, what was it, two or three inches?
4: 97 points, trust me, I counted it a lot.
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that we got 85 points and didn't go up at one season. So, um, you know, I I know how hard that is, but it's a testament to uh, the clubs. I think both clubs have sets of fans who support the lads as long as they give it for the shirt on the pitch. Uh, And there's an atmosphere I, I, I would guess I'm not in Liverpool's dressing room, but I can see what's in ours, uh, and so you go you go the 90 minutes or the 120. Uh, you know we scored at Wembley with two minutes to go. Look look staring sort of uh, penalties in the face. You guys you know against um, Barcelona what what a night that was etc. And actually you know after we'd gone up and, and then I was watching the uh, the, um, the European Cup final, and I was saying look this is going to be fantastic if they win this and and, and we've won ours then we're going to have a night like we are going to have tonight. So.
4: Aspect. Yeah. And as you know winning becomes a habit and it gets in the DNA look one final question because know you're a busy man do you think sometimes Trammy seems a little bit further than what it is to people on Merseyside if they, if they want to come to, to Preston Park and, and catch a game over the course of the season
5: Yeah, it is. I mean, people used to always come, as you know, on a Friday night. The difficulty is we can't have that many Friday night games now because there's no advantage to the opposing teams and they have to agree to it. They don't share the gates, so getting a bigger gate doesn't help them. And in fact, it it makes it quite an intimidating atmosphere. But we always used to have Reds and Blues who came through the tunnel and the Reds and Blues from the locality used to come. So it's not that far away. And and what I I do say is that um, one of the things you get at this club is affordable live football. You know, when you take your kids to a live match, uh, it makes a hell of a difference than than one of these. You know, if, you, if they're watching it all on the screen and things like that. And I know I'm, I'm an old man now, so maybe I'm I'm, I'm old fashioned. But th- there is nothing to beat the atmosphere that you know when you come into a live match. And over the last uh, three years, that atmosphere here is we've worked on that. It's improved. Uh, and and I, I you know challenge the parents around here. If you've never taken your kids to a live football match, you should just try it out. But see, I,
4: I get this. So I'm trying to introduce my little girl into football at the minute. And we know I'll. How, how... How oh, Anfield can be, I'm not saying Tramir is not intimidating, but as a theatre, it can be intimidating for young kids, So i started taking my little girl to Marine and things like that, just to get her into it. And this would, be a, this would be a perfect introduction, maybe, to, to
5: league football. No, it is. And, and uh, you know, we've worked on uh, the Super White Army too, which is the next generation of fans. Uh, we're stepping it up this year into, you know, the family club. And we're going to make uh, efforts to actually improve the family area and what kids can do, et cetera, et cetera, and work on that. Because one of the things that um, football does do, is it enables family to build bonds? You know, I, I said it builds bonds for two, three generations, and, and you could see that. It's just the same when, when when Liverpool fans go to Wembley or Everton fans go to Wembley, you know, the Tranmere fans going to Wembley, they went as a family, uh, and you know, and that's something that, you know, if you speak to anybody who's a Tranmere fan, well, my dad took me, or my brother took me, or my uncle took me. Uh, or my mother took me these days. You know, so really uh, it, it's it's a it's it's an effort that we'll put in this year to make us a family club. And so if you know if you if, if you want your kid to see some live football, I keep saying there's some good football gonna be here. The likes of Sunderland, Portsmouth, Ipswich. Uh they're not they're not they're no mugs those sides, so there'll be good games here.
4: And if history repeats itself, it'll be seeing a team go into the championship market. Thanks very much for your time, appreciate it. That's been the Anfield
1: wrap. Up the heads and it is your Reds Bet specials now, and it's John Gibbons, and I'm joined by Andy Heaton. Uh, Reds Bet have been partnering with us throughout the season, and we really appreciate that. They are a betting company that share your losses, i.e. their profits, as fan-related causes. So you can sign up, um, and if you win, then brilliant, you get to pocket the money. But if not, you'll know that they are sharing um, their profits with fan-related causes. So if you do have a bet do have a look at Reds Better. If you don't gamble, we don't encourage you to do so, but if you do have a little flutter, then maybe consider giving Reds Better a go, but as always we encourage you to be gamble aware and you can re- read more at gambleaware.org about that if you feel you need to. Um, there's not many Liverpool specials going on at the moment, Andy. Obviously there's not a huge amount of footy. They're not They're not going big on the Bradford game, uh, which is a bit of a shame. I wanted uh, a Ream Brewster hat-trick, uh, but they haven't got that on there. They've got little bits on the cricket. Uh, if you're Looking at the cricket, if you've been watching it, um, England to have an unbeaten 100 or more opening partnership against New Zealand is 9 to 2, which I think is pretty good. Those openers are absolutely smashing at this tournament, so I think 9 to 2 for those two to have a hundred or more partnership is pretty good odds. Uh, they've also got. Kane Williamson, New Zealand's most run scored, is 5-2, to two, which is really good again. I would say Kane Williamson has been the man for New Zealand with the bat this tournament. The openers haven't done very well at all. Williamson sort of saved him a little bit really from a batting point of view, so you would imagine he'll come to the party again, so not too bad. Uh, that either 5-2, to two are both really good bets to me, might have a little go with that myself. Uh, they've got specials on the tennis as well, if you've been watching that. Uh, they've got stuff on horse race. And as, he, as always, uh, stuff coming up for the Rugby Union um, World Cup as well. Um, but then also, they've, got, uh, they've set up the, the, the first weekend of the Premier League action, so Liverpool playing Norwich. What, what odds do you reckon they are, uh, Liverpool at home to Norwich, Andy? They're absolutely mad-like. Liverpool
4: just to win at home to Norwich. Yeah. Uh, 1 to 15 on.
1: They are 4 to 27. So I think slightly longer than what you said. Uh, Norwich are 20 to 1 to to come to uh, Anfield and and spoil the Champions League winning party, if you like, on a Friday the 9th of August. Good Um, good,
4: good friend of ours, uh, who shall remain nameless, who has knowledge of these things, has always said to me, if anything's over 7 to 1, back it. Right. In in, in a football match. He said, if anything's over 7 to 1, back it. And he said, you'll win more than you'll lose. Okay. So even you know, even if even if we absolutely absolutely spanked them, but basically the theory is if you if you back seven to one seven times, it'll yeah, come in, it'll come in maybe one point.
1: Yeah, which times. is the whole point of trying to win at gambling is you look for value rather than something that will definitely happen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially. Uh, I mean, I, I remember. Uh, I mean, although you're making me think that, no, that you are going to beat us now, and I don't like that. No, no,
4: no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But it, it's just, but I can see, I can see the argument in there. You know, there's nearly injury or a red card or. Something like that, yeah. or
1: strange
4: things around. Um, I mean, I, I remember when Manchester City visited Manchester United uh, about ooh, when I last had the prop when I had the proper job, John. So it must have been about thirteen years ago, and they were twenty-seven to one and they won.
1: Yeah,
4: went out on that one.
1: Yeah,
4: <laughs> well, I'm yeah. sure you did. Um, so yeah, so you see, I mean, there, there's there's uh, i say value in it because they're likely to get spanked, but with a look on the cricket as well, the England won the first bet, They won the partnership. I mean, I don't know a great deal about cricket, but it seems to me England are really, really good or having a collapse.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's, so it's decent again. Yeah, yeah, it feels like a 50-50 that one, doesn't it? Because it kind of could go either way. I mean, they've had a funny tournament in England, really, yeah. in, in the cricket. Obviously, there was they lost a couple of games towards the middle. I mean, there was the the, the group stages just went on kind of so long, really, that it didn't feel like any, any team could keep the form kind of completely throughout it. And obviously, the 1D game is a little bit more unpredictable anyway. But... They they were excellent um against Australia and obviously, you know, going in against New Zealand, there were no mugs, but you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna win a final New Zealand a bit like Spurs, if you're like if you're gonna win a final then then Spurs slash New Zealand are, are as good as you're gonna get in terms of kind of who you're gonna face. Um but yeah, they've got all the Premier League odds up there already. Um, they've got you know for the first week of the season and obviously the outrights as well, loads of horse racing on there, all the stuff around Wimbledon, Formula One Grand Prix as well. You can bet on anything you like. It is Reds better, it is for Liverpool fans but they obviously don't just do the footy so do have a look at Red Spets but as I say as always gamble aware and if gamble is not for you then fantastic but yeah back to the show and it is now John Givens for the weekender and I'm delighted to be joined by Yao Rusu, who's I mean he's many things to many men but here to talk about lymph um, Yao first of all congratulations on another amazing program Survive, uh, survival. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean it looks great you must be made
6: up uh, no, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. And, you know, again, it's 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 still about seeing people be excited about it. So that's that's the most important thing to me.
1: I mean, there, there, was, there was excitement, disbelief, obviously, when Nal just kind of got it's announced. Kept, kept I mean, that's... Careful, I yeah, it. I mean, you've had some huge names over the years. Uh, but, I mean, he's like another level, isn't it? Yeah, I think... Um, and I've got to, you know, give a shout-out to Mike Dean from Liverpool Music Week, because... What a guy.
6: You know... <laughs> Long story short, but now Rogers was on the on the on the list from the beginning, and you know we got to where we got to, and then Mike messaged me and was like, "Yo," and he had now Rogers for Liverpool music week about two years ago, and he's like, "You still interested in you know?"
1: Yeah. And
6: pff, yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, yeah, thanks, Mike, for. It for a, a beautiful assistant. But
1: not many people that do that, would they? I mean, Mike is, is a friend and, and yeah, listens to the Anfield yeah. rap, so I'm not just sort of picking him up because he listens, but like, you know, kind of sharing your contacts and sharing your well, that, experience. Well, that's, that's very important and I've
6: never acted and I'll never will act like I'm a silo who knows everyone and does everything, do you know what I mean? There's been a lot of people who've helped me out with certain buttons in the past, do you know what I mean? My job, again, is to curate it, not necessarily to, it's not all, it's not my own personal playlist, do you know what I mean it's, it's, Looking at what would work, and again, you know, in terms of building a legacy, you know, the fact that now Rogers come and done Echo Arena two years ago, and then is now going to come and do even bigger capacity in Sefton Park, yeah, you know, at a lower ticket price, so it's even more inclusive. Yeah. It's very special, and again, you know what I mean to 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 have, you know, other entities. You know, we talked off air about Cream and their mm. involve you know involvement and stuff like that. That's what, to me, that's the core of what lymph is and why lymph, I think, is or should be as indispensable as anything we've ever built in this city because I think there's a lot of, lot of things that can happen because it's here that may not ordinarily occur.
1: Yeah, No, 100%. Um, in terms of the other sorts of legends and stuff you've got involved, um, you know, the, the sorts of big names from musical history, if you like, Sister Sledge, Della yeah. Soul, which yeah. is really exciting. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's huge names, isn't it? Well, yeah, I feel like it is. And, you know, to me, there's always that balance because,
6: you know, you've got, you know, uh, you know, we've got now Rogers, obviously it's, it's The Sledge and and, and and it's it's their back catalogue with Disco Classical mm. and the orchestra's actually from Manchester, which it makes it a quite interesting local tie-in. But then you've got, you know, L.A., Contemporary, Sigma, yeah. Contemporary, neo Contemporary, Young Bane, Contemporary. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a nice, to me, it's just a nice mix and it's something that I've been kind of wanting to get right since 2013. Every year I feel like the festival's moved closer to kind of being... An attitudinal festival where it's not necessarily just for one type of person or one type of age range. It's for people who love music. And more than anything, you know, I remember being told in 2014 by someone who works at Liverpool City Council, it's like, as long as Liverpool has the party, they'll be happy. So I feel like that's the, no, that's a big thing. To <laughs> yeah, me so, yeah. so People go, oh, it's a lot of disco this year. And I don't even see genre. I just say it's going to be a party both days. You know, we just happen to have headliners that Kind of connect with disco, but someone like now Rogers, you can't you can't limit him to disco. He's he's that's popular music, that's popular culture. Do you know what I mean? Same with you know Sister Sleds. Same with Sigma. It's like not dance music, is it? It's like yeah.
1: pop music, but credible, and I I think that's quite important. Always been big supporters of what's going on in Liverpool as well, obviously. Throughout the year now, it must be said, not just it kind of, you know, this weekend. Um it's mainly on the Music City stages and not it, that you'll see kind of, you know, the be- some of the best Liverpool acts around, emerging ones. And there's guys like T Street who've yeah. obviously been around for a while, headlining, but some guys coming through. And you know I saw in the Jinx getting a lot of love on BBC Radio Six at the moment and things like that. And yet if people are interested in what's going on in Liverpool but maybe don't Should go to, be, don't go to as many this, gigs you as
6: you the and me show and you're not really into but I, No, I think that's important you know there's Liverpool artists who are representing on main stage as well people you know Mike, Mike and probably, Luna yeah. and Kayami. but we've got the Music City stage which again connects with something wider that's going on in the city obviously we're in we're UNESCO city of music so we've got a stage that's dedicated to showing you know the best of the best that's cutting through and you, you know you mentioned I saw on the Jinx, but you know I consider Liverpool legends like T Street Band, and they're doing a tribute to uh, Tony Butler, who yeah. you know, who who ran the Zanzibar and uh, and and sadly passed away, and so that's for something quite special. We've also sent two artists from Liverpool over to Hanover, and they're working on something special and coming back and performing that. Then we've got the award-winning Liverpool Academy, which is our kind of talent development program, and the the new the new group are actually performing for um for the first time as part of the academy as well on that stage. So you know. There's there's lots, you know what I mean? I think, you know, that's the most important thing. And again, for an eleven pound, I know that it's always the debate about, you know, what things should cost and this, that and the other. But I think eleven if you people would say pay forty five pounds to see Nile Rogers yeah. on his on his own. Like we've got about fifty more artists, you know what I mean? And, you know, calibre of artists is really strong across across both days.
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable value, isn't it? Ticket's still available yeah. as well. People can come and I think you know, often pe- obviously people who listen to this sort of all around the country, around the world. In fact, who who maybe just come for to Liverpool. Next for, to the Beatles, this is like, uh, the, <laughs> like the main export <laughs> when you go somewhere. <laughs> I'm feeling rough know them guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind of you, but but I mean, lymph is if people sort of are used to maybe just coming to Liverpool for the football, and people often say to me, oh, "I'm looking for a weekend where I can, you know, bring the family because they don't necessarily get to see." It. You know, yeah, I come yeah, with yeah. my friends or whatever, or on my own travel up and, and do the game and go, and I'd, and I'd love to show off the city to people who who haven't been up before i mean this is a perfect opportunity to do it yeah i think so you know we're lucky in liverpool that i think every weekend for like three
6: or four months of the year there's something great going on you know i always think lymph is is right there as one of the main things because i think over that weekend not only we see you know great music i think the atmosphere at lymph is is excellent i think it's indicative of this city because it's like you know the bulk of the people are from this city we're not you know you're not gonna lie 50 60 percent and it's just warm and it's and it's beautiful, you know, people look out for each other, you know, it's happy, it's a party. Yeah. And then, you know, there's loads of stuff to do around there, whether you go, you know, at one end and you go Smithdown Road and that side, or you go Lark Lane, you know what I mean, or you go back into the city centre. So there's, the, you know, there's loads of activity and, you know, f- for everyone, you know, this is, I wouldn't say it's a family festival, I'd say it's inclusive of anyone. So you can come with young children and you're good, you're safe. We've got a family zone as well in the festival and there's loads of stuff to do in the city. But, you know, you can also come with your friends and come for a bevy and just have... You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's 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 And it's good. And again, I just feel like that's Liverpool. I don't think there's... Liverpool's just one of those places, I think, that you just get in, get on, and it's cool. And, and you know, I'm sure people who come to the match understand that anyway, yeah. do you know what I mean? But it's, it's always good that, you know, you have these flagship um, things like football and like music that bring people to the city and get to see the whole city, do you know what I mean? Don't just come and leave or three hours later you can't do
1: that <laughs> you can't do that there's too much going on it is 20th and 21st of july so it's that weekend next weekend sorry so it's saturday and sunday although as we briefly mentioned there's a big event going on friday nights as well cream classical uh, robbing your stages uh borrowing, borrowing the gear using, sharing <laughs> but which that's is, which is what it's all about yeah, yeah. that's why i keep going on about the in you
6: know having something like lymph and you no know, like i've this has happened every year Do you know what I mean? There's always be like, we've done something for you year one or year two. Like we're always keen on going, you know, it's gotta be open source, even though it's curated and you know, there's a limit on what we can do in budget and time and whatever, whatever. It's always good. And you know, Cream having a conversation with Liverpool City Council who operate and manage Lymph. them having the conversation and going, well, we've got Cream Classical. We normally do it in a 2000 cap venue. Why not do it in a 40,000 cap space and see, you know, and then we can build up and we you know, we've got the stage, we've got the lighting, we got we got we got the fences. You got the security. You know everything's technically there. Yeah. So why not have another night of music? And you know, obviously judging by the ticket sales that they've got, it's gonna be it's gonna be momentous. This you know it, it, again it could be another moment, and I'm glad that something I'm involved with had a part to do with making that happen, Do you know what I mean That's that's what it's about.
1: No, definitely everyone's talking about it no matter where you go. The lineup's just kinda of come out in terms of times and some horrendous clashes for those going. But yeah, for those if, of us you, if... you know what if
6: you're at a festival and there's no clashes, you're not a good fan.
1: <laughs> but... <laughs> but for those of us who really were old enough to remember Oki okay, in the courtyard, uh, that's all I would say. That's where you want to be. Um you must be proud of how it's developed. I mean you're right to point out that it, it's not all you there's a lot of people that kinda of make lymph happen. But you know, when when it first kinda of got announced there was there was a bit of you know, always oh, it the best thing for the city because obviously you replaced Matthew Street Festival, yeah. which was popular. Yeah, it must yeah. be said, added to issues, and I'm quite happy to list them all at length. But it was it added, to, you know, it, but it was popular, wasn't it? Yeah, and so, so this has kind of come in and and it's it. How it, you must be delighted with it and proud as well how it's grown, how it's evolved, and, and where it kind of is now.
3: Well,
6: well, yeah. You know, again, you know, talking about Matthew Street and talking about the legacy of the biggest free music event in Europe and everything that went with it, and obviously there's a change in guard as well with how lymph looks, you know, we started with a pink logo, you know, to make a lot of people, you know, stop and go, what the hell is this? So I I I'm, I was I knew from the day thought because I sat there with the you know with the designer and designed the logo. You know, every button was something I'd see, you know I was over and, and conscious of. So I knew that it was a big risk but I knew that with a big risk there could become big a big gain and I think the city's gained that and you know I'm I'm proud again I'm I'm proud of the city, first and foremost, for taking that gamble. I'm talking about, you know, Joe, Mayor Joe Anderson. Yeah. He didn't really have to do that. Do you know what I mean? Y- disruption is not the best way to stay in power sometimes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I think, I think it's paid dividends for the city from the top down. And I think it's paid dividends from the for the music sector and the cultural sector. Because I believe that if you went anywhere and said, oh, we got this music festival called Lymph and talked about it, not just oh, this person's headline. We'll talk about the academy, talk about the partnership, talk about the UNESCO stuff that we're doing when we're sending artists around the world, talk about the documentary that won a music festival documentary award last year. You know, talk about all these things and you go, wow, this is really good that this is in the city and then you go, oh yeah, it's £11. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, it's it's all that thing and, and to me, that's what makes me proud that the city's been able to do it and then the sector and the people continue to support it because as long as that occurs, there's no reason to disc- disc- discard it is it
1: Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, so, Lymford's next weekend, 20th and 21st of July. Tickets are still available if you go to Allian, limfestival.com. I'll say that again because I made a mess of it. limfestival.com uh, next weekend. The lineup is incredible. So, the Saturday, you've got And Chic, Sigma, LOA, and absolutely loads more. Uh, and then on the Sunday, Disco Classical, Sister Sledge, Della Soul, and loads more again, all hosted on the main stage by Jane Hy- Jay Hyde uh, from The Guide. I'll get the nod one year.
6: Uh... I'm waiting, man. You just
1: need to ask, man. <laughs> I'm always away I'm good. kidding Jay does a brilliant job but loads loads more it's not about the headliners it's not just about the big names it's about kind of showcasing what's going on around the world but especially in Liverpool but yeah thanks a lot Yo, for coming um, in and nice to, to see you. you back in the studio one weekend uh, still John Gibbons hosting still joined by Neil Jones by Ian Salmon by Andy Heaton and by Lizzie Doyle and we're going to talk about Divock Origi's new contract and it's good Lizzie isn't it it's a positive that players want to stay even those who aren't going to be necessarily playing week after week I think Divock will want to play more than last season, but probably knows that he's he's unlikely to to shift the the, the front three you know, on an ongoing basis. But he wants to be at Liverpool. He wants to play on the year club. He wants to play in front of these Liverpool fans. And I think whatever happens between now and sort of the end of his Liverpool career, I think that in itself is a positive.
0: It is a positive. It, it's great news. I think we kind of needed this for, for Divock after everything he's done this season. And I think it's a great confidence boost handed to him going into next season because it gives him... It gives him a bit of purpose, I think. What Neil said to before is absolutely news to me that he plays piano and reads books, which is I think is a lovely pastime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's not the same time. I mean, <laughs> he, he has more talents than we know yeah. clearly. And,
3: and speaks six languages. Yeah. I'm telling you, has he got a psychology degree? I think so. Yeah. Oh,
0: he's our hero. Yeah. Isn't he's he? God, got basically,
3: isn't he? Uh, he is. He he's
0: does sing, not he's sing, Divock, a few boxes work, isn't He, he's he saying, is. Yeah, he's. He's. He's getting up there, Um but like I think. From what you're saying, isn't being quite a laid-back sort of lads, and I think you can sort of see it when he's on the pitch and the way he speaks, but not in a bad way. It gives him some purpose to think, you know what? I haven't just done... Like, I've not just i probably my best season ever for Liverpool. I've got one season left on my contract, and then they're just gonna bin me off just like that. Um, who knows how long he'll stay? We haven't even seen the proper details of the contract, have we? It's just been specified as long term, so I don't know what that is. Um, but why not give confidence to to him and 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 try and build on build on what he's already got and what he's already built up at this club I think Jurgen Klopp's brilliant at, at man management I've always said that I think Dejan Lovren turns into a different player you know when Klopp comes in I think Lallana when he was at his best turns into a different type of player when Klopp comes in Jordan Henderson's a perfect example who knows what Divock Origi could become uh, and I, I want him to stay as Origi, but you know he's 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 making all the right moves and he's still what only 24 I think so it's looking good for him.
1: Neil, you're a red hot journalist with your ear to the ground. Right. Do you know anything about this longer term contract? Well, it's four years, I think, with an option of a fifth. So, what's that? Twenty, twenty-three.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much code. Long term is usually four or five years. No player at twenty-four is going to sign a three-year contract. So it's just a bit of an odd amount. But um, it, it was Liverpool's, Liverpool. Liverpool quite happy with it because I think at one stage, well, one one stage, they were willing to let him go, and one stage, I think they feared he might wanna go but he must they must hold him up as an example to everyone. I mean if you're Nathaniel Klein, I'd be sitting there, I've got a year left of my contract, I'd be saying, I'm not going, I'm not going sitting playing for West Ham. I'm not going to go and sit and have David Gold speaking to me, you know, everywhere. Every, <laughs> ever, yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and there's every chance to come March at April, someone's gonna get an injury and I'm gonna play in a massive game. I'm gonna I'm gonna get Premier League winners' medal. I, I and if I'm Liverpool, I'd be saying similar, I'd be saying I can do you a favor. I can let you go and uh, be very nice to you. But no, no, you can stay. Actually, and just just play when we need you, like Origi did last season. And he's a, he's a great example. Shaqiri, another one, didn't play for what months, and then come out, you know, out of his cryogenic chamber for the um for the Barcelona game. That that I think that's that's the brutal way I think Liverpool have to behave, and that's how you know. People talk about having a strong squad, and he said, "You want a strong squad? You got you got to have depth." And then all of a sudden, as soon as you say, "You say, get rid of Lalana, get to Lalana," you know, you want Lalana. People start to get rid of Lalana. Is yeah, mad. Have have Adam Lalana as your sixth best midfielder, and that's a strong squad, isn't it? You know, people people are so quick to. What do you mean? Is do you want you want a strong squad with all of the players that they want? I I think keeping the likes of, you know, I mean not, Klein is one, Lovren, Lalana, Minouli. I think that they're, they're all crucial players in their own way to, to, to making sure that you know, when you're playing a League Cup game or when you're playing a game where you've got to make seven changes, it's not the it's not the end of the world. And you know, you, I think I think these players I think they'll look at Origi and say, Yeah, you know what, he, he might be the example I use to say, I still I still believe in my career at Liverpool.
1: The Klein one's interesting there because he obviously went in January because he wanted to yeah. he wanted games. He's made no sort of noises this summer about going. Uh, do you think it's a bit like when Sturridge went to West Brom and realised it was shit? Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what happened with Sturridge. I mean, UN was like, oh no, I forgot about this.
2: Like <laughs> oh, I the club still did these kinds of things. Um, client did all right at Bournemouth and he played a few games. But I think, I do think he, he must have been somewhere on holiday watching... The Champions League final, and watching the parade, and watching all his teammates, and thinking, I'd have been on the bench there. He can have 13 subs or 12 subs. I'd have, I'd have got myself a medal probably. I'd have probably played a few games towards the back end of the season when he wanted the rest trend. You know, what did the was it better playing for Bournemouth in the middle of the table? Probably not. And then when you look at the clubs you are interested, I know he's got some, he's had some strange options in terms of like Napoli have looked at him and a few other clubs. But you're looking at West Ham, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth yeah you know that's fine can, but he can go to them next year He he's out yeah. of contract if, you, if they don't want to give him a new contract they'll still be there in a year's time and I think I'd, I don't see why anyone would want to miss out on what could possibly happen at Liverpool this year
1: Back on Divock Ian um, Lizzie's right to say he could be anything he wants to be really you know you talk about the talents that you want a striker to have and, and he has all of them um, and he's still only young he's still 24 in terms of that type of striker what he is he should be coming into his peak years and yeah, it's. You, you, I mean, he's the only thing holding him back is himself.
3: Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I think it's um, the thing with Divock is he's. I, I think he gives us great presence down the left. I think he's better when you play him off the left, running in, than he is centrally. If you if you put him centrally and tries to do the Bobby Firmino role, then it doesn't work. He, he's not the right player for that. I, I thought when he came on in the final. Well, I kind of expected it to run like this. Okay, you've you've had a really good season for us, but you were going to go previously. We'll give you the next year and then you can move on and you'll get a free transfer somewhere and you sort it. thanks a lot, that's your reward. Um, so the fact that he's got a new contract, I'm absolutely delighted for that. I think it's a brilliant move. I think, again, to go back to the, the, the really on-trend John Walk point that I keep making... Um, He is a threat in terms of he will score goals when we need him. And there is that fantastic goal he scores a couple of times on the bounce where he cuts in from the left, cuts into the area and puts it across the box, which you know that threat's always there. That's always going to be in his locker. Um, But when he came on the final, he was appalling for 20 minutes because he was trying to do Bobby Firmino's job and he can't. That's not him. Playing him from the left makes more sense. But I think he's a fantastic example of how quickly... A life can change, how quickly anything can change, how quickly you can go from being completely out and possibly going to somewhere like Stoke or a mid-table European team somewhere. The Everton game, he was completely out of the running. Nobody expected to see him on the bench. There was no way. It was completely... The Divock, Divock's Anfield career was over. No one expected to ever see him in a red shirt again. They appears on the bench and then... In the 96 minutes, he's got the sense to chase the ball down when nobody else on the pitch is chasing he, down. He
2: actually missed the sither as well in that game. He did, oh, yeah. It's, uh, if that finishes 0-0, yeah. he comes off it's the bench hard. and misses that sitter against the post, wasn't it, from like a yard. That becomes... What is he still doing? At the
3: it, it becomes the Iago Aspas moment, <laughs> doesn't yeah. it? So, it's, that's what he's remembered for.
2: Talking about Origi and Everton,
4: a mate of mine, good mate of mine, uh, who knows a little bit, um, said Origi would be perfect for Everton. He said they'd, they'd kill for someone like David Origi at Everton Football Club. They haven't got a striker. Yeah. So I think I'd, you know. When you, as much as you say you'll be in and out of the squad, he might get ten, fifteen, etc., etc. If you play him for forty games a season, he's going to score more than anyone in in their squad. Oh, yeah, I just going back to the, the broad point what, what John was saying about um, squad depth. I think you're exactly right. So you look at you look at our f- front six. Shall we say? So you got Salah, Firmino, Mane, Shaqiri, uh, Brewster, oh, Arigi. 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 Now, so. What happens then? It's just this favour for transfers. If Liverpool go and buy a £50 million centre-forward, he's going to expect to play what, how many games? Well,
2: more, more than he, he doesn't.
4: Right, and the whole think, thing about yeah. the Liverpool squad is how, how, how harmonious it is. And, yeah.
2: you know, Can you imagine if
4: this £50 million player comes in and doesn't do anything and yeah, then he's a and
2: flop? Also, and also, you're not, at any point next season, you are not at any point saying to Salah... Sit this one outright. We're gonna play Nicholas Pepe instead. I'm down the right because you know we've bought him and he, you know he's a big money sign. So you're gonna lose a bit of salad straight away because he, you saw last year he got left on the bench at Burnley the next game. He was like that's to the manager, you know, when he got the hat at Bournemouth. He doesn't like missing games. For Mane the same who's gonna who's gonna come in and take Mane's place in a big game? Nobody. Nobody's yeah. gonna take Firmino's place. So what you need is
4: And it's not like they're gonna drop all Chiquiti three at the same you know, game. It, it, it's this idea that oh, need more backup because you know. Do you think we're going to drop all three or all three are suddenly going to be missing? Whereas if you if you're rotating out of necessity or fitness, you've got one game maybe Marne, Origi, Salad, or yeah. I don't know Bruce there, Firmino or whatever. You know the the the, the, depth, yeah. the, the depth is. I'm not saying that. I don't think we should not strengthen, but I'm just saying that this this clamour for almost spending money for the sake of it that, 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 that,
2: Yeah, I, think- yeah I, I agree. I Agree. I mean, the only the only caveat to that is you could say there's a, there's an obvious sign he probably doesn't fancy Shaqiri as much as a lot of people would, you know, in terms of, saying in a, in a front three, he didn't use him almost at all, even off the bench in, in a lot of games, so you could argue... Stopped
3: using him once we moved away from the 40s. Yeah, yeah, one, exactly.
2: I mean, and I I can see why, because if you, if you you can only play on the right of it and he's not Salah, even yeah. close to Salah in terms of his attributes, as he is, very, very different. But, I, I I agree, you know, I think I think Liverpool squad's much, much stronger than people say. And people always compare it to Manchester City, but it's it's like comparing a decent, you know, or a very good boxer to Floyd Mayweather. It's it's like, well, yeah, I know, but they're not as good because they haven't got all the things that Manchester City have got in terms of resources and you know, there's still it, it reflects so well on Liverpool, I still think there's six or seven of their first team that I'd put in Manchester City's first team. So that can't be a bad thing.
1: Certainly not. Um, yeah, um, it's it, what what would you like to see happen to you now? And, now in and the kind of end of the summer, Lizzie, because the the guys have made you know decent points about the squad and about how how much people would like to play, um, how much people would want to play, and things like that. You know what what Arigi will have been told when he signs a new contract. What Ian Bruce has been sold sold to 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 kind of keep him at the club and and not kind of move away to Germany, but. But at the same time, you always go well one injury, and and we're in a sort of a bad position. So, what would you like to see happen between now and August thirty first, when the window slams shut?
0: I mean, I am that sort of one injury thinking person, but I because th- I think, you know, it's it's a very realistic thing, and and I'm I'm really you know I agree with Andy. Uh, we'd be so unlucky to have more than one of the front three go, you know, out injured at one time. But I'm thinking, you know. as as good as our medical team are, impact injuries can happen. And let's say, touch what it doesn't. Let's say, I don't know, Firmino gets injured and he's out for, he could be out for up to two to three months. Now, who, in terms of that backup that we spoke about, do we believe in them long-term and and to be consistent for two to three months? I think that's more the issue. I think filling in here and there, we've seen we can do that. We've already proved that we can do that. We we beat Barcelona 4-0 with Shaqiri and Origi uh, and Mane. Do you know what I mean? Um, That can happen in a one-off game, but if you're counting on a... And I love Divock, but if you're counting on on, on Rigi or Shakiri or a Ream Brewster that hasn't even played like any first team games all of all of last season, but is expected to come in and be this you know second choice number nine, you know Oxay Chamberlain does he get a shout? Does he get a bit retrained in, in his role? Um, that's the only way I'd feel a bit confident. But then obviously Oxay Chamberlain's coming back from a big injury, so. I personally, I, I understand that there's depth, I get it, and I feel stupid for saying it, but I would like there to be someone else for that th- front three that is just a step-up in standard from Divock Rigi, but just under the front three. And I know that might be an impossible task, but that's what I'd
1: like. They probably will get one more in with DeAndre, your thoughts. I mean, I know Jürgen's saying after the game, um, you know, don't expect a big summer. Um, he was asked a lot about transfers, as he kind of always is, really. Um but you'd, you would ex, you would expect you'd be surprised if 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 one more attacking player doesn't come
4: in. Yeah, possibly. I, th- I think Neil made a good point. With maybe it never occurred to me earlier if you didn't fancy Shaqiri that much, they'd be signing someone to replace Shaqiri. So that maybe the link that the 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 the, the, the players in between what Lizzy was just alluding to. Then, so you might be looking at. I mean, if you're talking just to totally contradict myself from earlier. But, you know, maybe they'll go for a player who's maybe around 40-50, who fancies the opportunity and is looking at it going, Well, I know I'm not going to get in the first team straight away, but I think I'm good enough and I back myself mm-hmm. to get in there. So you might see that, but who's who knows? Um, yeah, maybe one more in, but then I could possibly see that at the cost of maybe, as Neil was saying, Shakiri being frozen out a little bit more than he has been already.
1: Which would be a shame. <laughs> I did enjoy everyone being made up about the new contract, apart from Steve Nicholl, uh, <laughs> uh, who called him a shit. John Walk. Uh, no, he didn't quite do that, but like, he's a, he's a funny fellow, isn't he, Neil? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll give you
2: a funny story. This 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 brilliant. Is a true story about Steve Nicholl. I once tried to pay my Orange phone bill, and Steve Nicholl's phone number starts with one five zero. And I rung Steve Nicholl and said, he just answered it sort of out of the blue, and I was like. I oh, yeah, I'm trying to pay my phone bill, and you are like, "What?" I was like, "I was like, who's this?" Steve Nickel? I was like, "I've I've rung Steve Nichol." <laughs> to pay bill. And uh, so he is a funny fellow. He took it very, he took it in very good humour. He, no, he laughed true. along. I mean, he did live in, I think he lived in Florida at the time. So right. he, yeah, I, I my phone bill went up. <laughs> ironically, by trying to pay it, but um, yeah, Steve. yeah, but I thought it was bizarre. Like, ESPN are a bit mad, aren't they, in America for stuff like that. Craig yeah. Bailey just seems to fume yeah. about everything, yeah. And Steve Nichol, I think what did he say? He said it shows a lack of ambition on his, his part, or I a mean, lack of character. part, yeah, yeah, yeah for, yeah. for wanting he stay.
1: To on the bench, and yeah. Blah, blah. I mean,
2: I think I, I don't want to, you know, be too, not too negative about. A Liverpool legend, but I think he's stuck in a bit of a time warp there. I think he's still thinking there's 11 players, and and you have you have two subs every week, and you know, what do you play? Yeah, you either <laughs> play or you don't. You know, I don't think he seems to realise that there's a bit more to to, to the squad than than there is now.
1: And maybe he backs himself. Who knows, Steve? Who knows? Uh, listen, we'll leave it there. Huge thanks for everyone who joined us on this show, both in the studio and on the phone. That has been the weekend. We'll be back with more football, which is exciting next week.
5: Sports Social Podcast Network.